We are up to Lamed Gimel Amid Beis, three lines from the bottom. I just want to finish up this last sugya. We quoted a brisa, the brisa, and we were going through the brisa, you know, in detail. The last thing we talked about is that if you burn someone's shtar, um, you're not going to be taken to court. Uh, you might be chayabidin shamayim. The, the reason being is because you were goyru mehezek. You were goyru mehezek. You did not actually listen. If, if, if there's two people that, that owe each other money, and there's a document, and you burn the document, you didn't ruin the loan. You just made it that it's an oral loan and not written loan. So what you did is you ruined the lien. But okay, that's what we talked about. And we talked about yesterday is that uh, according to Rav Akiva, when a damage happens with a tam, the damage, uh, the victim automatically acquires half of the... Uh, acquires the value in the animal itself, according to Rishmael. No, it's a debt, like any other debt, but there's a lien on the cow. Okay. Now, we said in the Bryson, just to finish up the sugi, and we'll go to a new sugi. The Bryson said, Kodmu bali chayvis v'hegbiyu, bin chav at shalei hizik, bin hizik at shalei chav, loi asa b'loi klum, l'fisha'in m'shalem elam igufay. The halacha was like this. Let's say, I, um, my animal damaged uh, Gavin's animal, so now there's a lien and it, whatever the value is, it doesn't matter the values. There's a lien on my animal for Gavin, so he can now take it. Okay. I mean, even if I, have any, I don't have any money, he could take the animal. That says the Brysa, let's say I owe other people money. I owe Menashe money because I, I lent him money, whatever it is. And I made a lien on the cow. I said I lent you money and I stipulated Apotiki. I stipulated there should be a lien on this cow. The halacha is he cannot take the cow. Gavin gets it first, right? Whether whether the hezek happened before the loan, whether the loan happened before the hezek, it's irrelevant. The cow is Gavin's. The, oh my God! The cow has liens on it already, right? There's liens on the cow. I, I fear for the rest of our time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. The point is, uh, my cow again. My cow hurts Gavin's cow, so there's a lien on my cow to pay him. I also happen to owe money to Menasha, and I made a lien. When I gave him, the, when, when, I, when I borrowed the money from Menasha, it doesn't matter whether it came first, it doesn't matter whether it didn't come first, the cow is Gavin's. So the Gemara wants to analyze this. The Gemara says, I think it was my father's one. I understand if the damage happened before the loan, I get it, his lien came first. But if I lent the money before the damage, that means Menasha's, loan, Menasha's lien came before the damage. So Bal Chayv Kadim, why is it that it automatically goes to the to the damage to the victim? It should be that whoever had the lien first. Shouldn't it just be whoever has first lien wins? Secondly, more than this, the Brisa indicates that not only is it that get, the one who got damaged gets the cow, and not the person who I owe the money, regardless of when the loan takes place. If he tried to take it, we would go into your property and undo what she did. The problem is that's generally not the rule either. Let's say I have a property and I owe two people money. And there's a lien first by you, then by you. So who gets it first? The first person who has the lien. The halacha is generally, if the second guy cuts the line and takes it, he shouldn't have done that, but we're not going to undo it because at the end of the day he still owed money. So the question is over here, not only are we saying that it doesn't matter when the loan takes place, the cow belongs to the victim. But more than that, if the other guy took it, no good. 
That where where is that coming from in halacha? The Gemara says Ba'afilu hizikad shleichav balchayiv kadim shmami na. You should learn from here balchayiv muucher shekadim egava mashegava leigava. You should learn from here that if the second guy come and tries to take the lien, takes the item that's under the lien of the property, it doesn't work. Now that's not generally the rules of 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 halva. Perhaps, but the, yeah, this is all in Ravi Shmuel. They were trying to figure out what is how does Ravi Shmuel explain this. Listen, Bidi Evan, we're not going to un- make him undo it because at the end of the day, he still owed money. Yeah, but then you have no order. Okay, I'm not saying you're supposed to do this, but we're t- we're, so we're going to make him undo it. Why? Uh, give it back the money. Why? He owes me money. That you should. Your lien was second in line. Okay, fine. Okay, whatever. So the Gemara says, Loilam. Really, in general, if someone were to cut the line by the lien, it would work. Why is this case different? In other words, why in this case does it automatically go to the victim as opposed to the person that owed the money? The answer is, this case is a little bit different than any other lien. Why? Over here, it's not just a lien. When the victim got hurt by this cow, this cow is now is now the source of his income, meaning, let's say, in, in my case, my, my cow hurts Gavin's cow, right? So there's a lien on the property. He gets it. Even if I owed you money and I made the cow the lien before, it doesn't matter. Gavin only Matt gets it. Why? Because Gavin could say to you, if the cow was in your property, would I get it? Yeah. If the cow was owned by you, would I get it? Cow, the, the, this is not a regular case of a lien. This, the animal itself, because it was the source of the damage, the Torah says you should get that cow. That supersedes other things. Meaning, this is not working in the general rules of loans and liens. The Torah says that if my, right, we said, why is there a lien on the property on this cow? Generally, there's no liens on cows. The answer is the Torah says, according to Yishmael, the Torah says, ki'ilu apotiki, meaning the Torah saying that when this animal hits, it's not that it's yours, but you should get this cow as payment. Not that it's yours, but this cow is leaned for you. Because the Torah does that, and it's not just random money the guy chooses, it's sort of as like a payment for the cow's attack. It's more personal, so to speak. And therefore, this rule breaks the other rules. Therefore, even if I owed Menashe money first and I made this cow into a, a lien, you'll get it. Why? Because when this animal attacks, the Torah's way of saying is, we want you to have that cow. Not that it's yours, but it's more of a personal, the Torah is saying this cow has some connection to you and you should collect from this cow. It doesn't matter, and, and the beauty is it doesn't matter who, it's not like it's made by the owner. It's an automatic lien. It doesn't matter who owns it. If I own the cow, it would be the same way, and if I gave it to you, it would be the same way. Because of that, you see it's more of a personal thing to him than just a random arbitrary decision. It's hard to understand the lumbus, but that, that's, that's the... the, the first I made it. I made it. I, I stipulated. It works. It works, according to this opinion. It does work, but the point is, your but your lien was mandated by God because of the. It's more of a personal attack by the cow, and because it's more personal, so to speak, the Torah says you're going to go first. That's the point. I Meaning, basically, when you have a lien that's made by Hashem because of the animal's actions itself, that lien will break other liens. That's the point. That discourages loans. We normally say we always let this come down like. Yep. Want to continue people this is a this is a this is not a common occurrence. Okay. Even Kudrushnal, the first case, without a second lease, then he needs to give him that animal, not just money for the animal. No, he no, no, he he doesn't have to give him that animal, according to Rabbi Shmuel. Yeah. 
he has to give him cash. He has to give him cash, but that animal's a lien on the property, meaning if he doesn't have the money, that animal then is collected or sold. A lien doesn't mean you get the thing. It just means that it's a fail-safe. If I don't have cash, that is that prop that that thing is is miyuchet for me. Okay, Tanur Abanan. Let's go through. Let's let's begin the daf. Tanur Abanan. Okay, the Gemara says like this: Shor Shavim Masayim. If you have an ox worth two hundred zuz, Shenogach Shor Shavim Masayim, and a gore is an ox worth two hundred zuz. Okay, so far so good. Bechok al boy bechamishim zuz, and it did damage of fifty zuz. So. 200 against 200, and now the item is worth 150. So I did $50 worth of damage. I pay half of that, which is 25 bucks. But here's the deal. There's four cases in this price. Let's go to case number one. By the time after the damage happened, between the damage happening, again, I did $50 worth of damage, between the damage happening and the time it goes to court, the price of cattle has skyrocketed, and the animal is no longer worth 150. It's worth 500. It shot up. So the question is, why do I have to pay it all? <laughs> like they go to court and they're like, well, your animal inflicted damage. I'm like, I don't see what damage. This animal's way, worth way more, says the Gemara. But had your animal not damaged, instead of it going up to $400, it would have gone up to $800. Meaning, it definitely is way past the original value, but because of your damage, it's not as valuable as it could have been. You still have to pay $25, meaning the Bryce, according to this two Pshatim Rashi, I got the first Pshatim Rashi, what this Bryce is telling you is the fact that the animal went up in value after the damage is irrelevant to you. I, you'll say, why should I pay? Again, I'm paying, my animal hurt your animal and it's $50 worth of damage. But by the time we come to court, your animal's worth double what it was. The answer is, because if not for your damage, it would have been worth triple. So you're, you still did a Hezek. At the end of the day, you did a Hezek, and you have to pay for it. It doesn't matter. The fact that the market value went up afterwards is irrelevant. Huh? Oh, and Rashi's second Chiddush is that you don't have to pay the, the, the amount that it would. But Rashi says for that, that's a Dover Pasha, because then if I, burn down your, if I burn down your house, I don't have to pay for the mansion you could have built. <laughs> like, that's too much. But the point is, I still have to pay for the damages, even if the animal went up in value. So far, so good. Meaning you go by the value at the time of damage. Second halacha. Kachash, kishasa, kishasa Let's say the animal, again, I did the damage, it's, it was starting at 200, now it's worth 150. By the time it goes to court, it's worth 50 bucks. You know what? You have to pay 150 bucks. Now that's, that's the opposite of what we just got finished saying. We just got finished saying that you go by the time of the damage. Now we're saying you go by the time of Bezdin. So the Gemara is going to explain. I mean, it goes down in value, you have to compensate more. So that's a little strange. Why? Why? How's it statistic? How do you compensate more? What do you mean? I damaged it, $200 animal, hit the other animal, made it 150 but by the time it went to court, it was no longer 150 it was 50 bucks. So you have to pay the half of 150 You have to pay 75 But why? I thought you stopped by... So the Gemara is going to explain the cases that the deterioration continued was due to your attack. Meaning, sometimes an animal, there's the initial, you know depreciation, and then the, because the animal is now weak and sick, it's deteriorating more, you still have to compensate because that's considered all one long hezek. Okay, that's also pretty passion. Now here's the interesting part. That was all the victim went down or went up in value. Now let's talk about the aggressor going up or down. Now you say, well, why would that matter? Oh, no, so I'll tell you, it's fascinating. Okay. 
Hmm? Oh, so that's very good. I didn't think of this. That's very good. Rav Akiva and Rav Shmuel had a very interesting way to figure out how you perceive the damage yesterday. According to Rav Shmuel, it's a damage and a check. Right? It doesn't matter the value of the aggressive animal, the attacker. It's irrelevant. I did $50 worth of damage. I read a check 50 bucks. There might be a lien, but it doesn't matter. According to Rav Akiva, if you remember, let's say my animal's worth 200 and it inflicts $200 worth of damage. So I have to pay 100 What did we say? According to Rav Akiva, you get half my animal. Do you know what that means, though? That means I don't just owe you 100 bucks. I also owe you, I owe you 100 bucks and half my animal. They happen to be the same value. What if my animal goes up in value? So now I don't owe you 100 bucks. Let's say my animal went up from $200 to $10,000. Conceptually, I should pay you $5,000. Although I only did $100 worth of damage, but according to Rav Akiva, you got, you acquired 50% of my animal. Well, if my animal goes up, no, or if my animal goes down. But at the time, you become shutfim, right. and according to Rav Akiva, that means that you get 50% of my animal. So... Again, that's one way to look at it, but the that's why I told you, it's a big chiddush. According to Rav Akiva, you don't just get the value of conceptually, again, the Gemara is going to analyze this, but conceptually the thought might be that you don't just get $100 worth of damage. You got 50% of my animal. Now, if my animal went down in value, then you get less. If my animal went up, then conceptually you got more. It's a little bit like a weird gamble. So the, let's see it inside. Yeah, 100%. So that's why it was throwing me. Shavach mazik, let's say the aggressive animal went up in value. Nice and like a shasanezik. It's irrelevant. Now that kind of sounds like Ravi Shmal. Meaning, my animal, again, $200, $100, I owe you $100 because of the damage. My animals were $200. So according to Rav Akiva, you got 50% of my animal. My animal then went up 10, 10x. The Gemara says, you still pay 100 bucks. That kind of sounds like Ravi Shmal. Because again, according to Ravi Shmal, you don't get any percentage of my animal. You just get a check. But then what does the Braises say? Kochash, but if it went down in value, you get less money. Meaning, this end of the Braises follows Rav Akiva. According to Rav Akiva, if my animal worth $200, did $200 worth of damage in your animal, so it owes you 100 bucks, I don't owe you $100, you get 50% of my animal. Now, 50% of my animal happens to be valued at 100 bucks. But then, after the damage, my animal's market value tanked and my animal's no longer worth 200 bucks it's worth 20 bucks you know what you get five dollars that's uh you get ten dollars because you get half of my animal that's what ravi akiva is saying it's a tremendous chiddish but that's how that's how ravi akiva looks at it because again according to ravi akiva the whole point is lishitasai it's not money owed you are a shutif in my animal so part of shutfis is a risk Right? Meaning, according to Rav Akiva, that's the whole point. We said yesterday that according to Rav Akiva, I, the victim, can now be makdish the animal because I own half of it. Well, it, so says Rav Akiva, well, if you want to own half, okay. Part of owning half is depreciation of value. So according to Rav Akiva, if the animal's value tanks, I don't give you the $100 that I damaged. I give you 50% of the animal. And if 50% of the animal is now 10 bucks, well, then you're getting 10 bucks. That's Rav Akiva Shita. Now, what's strange about this brisa is that it said if it went up in value, it doesn't matter. You just give him the hezek. But if it went down in value, then it's Rav Akiva's percentages. So why is it that the, the third case of the brisa, where it went up in value, it's irrelevant. You just give him the 100 bucks. But when it's down in value, then all of a sudden it fluctuates. According to Rav Akiva, it should always fluctuate. You understand? I mean, according to Rav Akiva, it shouldn't make a difference whether the animal goes up or goes, goes down. 
you're going to give the fluctuated price. You're not going to give the Hezek. You're going to give the percentage that of my animal has, the percentage of ownership that you have in my animal based on the Hezek at the time of the damage. So the question is, when it goes up, again, the case is very simple. $200 animal did $100 worth of, did $200 worth of damage. So you're owed $100. According to Akiva, you don't write a check. You now own 50% of my animal. So, says the price, if it went down in value, I don't have to pay you 100 bucks. I have to pay you 50% of the value of my animal. That could be 10 bucks. But the price says, if it goes up in value, th- then you only get 100 bucks. Why? It should be the same thing. If it went 10x up, I should be, I made 10x. So says the Gemara, Money, When it goes up in damage, up in value, we don't care about that. We just say a hundred bucks straight up. The hezek, because that falls Ravi Shmal, that you don't have any shutzvus in the cow. So far, so good. Then the exact next case is that if it went down in value, then it actually fluctuates. Then. So basically, what's the difference? If it goes down, then you say, you don't give 100 bucks, you give the percentage of the animal based on the time of the hazak. But if it goes up, 100 bucks. What's the difference? So the Gemara says, very simple. Really, the entire Brayse follows Rav Akiva. That again, you don't give the value of the hezek. The value of the hezek gives you a percentage in the cow at the time of the damage. Then, at the time of the Shadda's mother Bedin, you figure out the animal's value and you get half of it, or you get the percentage of it. So how come? So when it goes down, it makes sense. It goes down, you lost out. But if it goes up, why don't why don't I make money? The answer is kishapitzmai. The case is again. Let's go very simple case. My animal two hundred dollars damages Gavin's animal two hundred dollars worth of damage. I owe him hundred dollars, but according to Rav Akiva, I don't write him a check of hundred dollars. He gets fifty percent of my animal. So if it went down in value, sorry, I'm not paying you 100 bucks. You're getting 50% of the animal. If that's five bucks, that's five bucks. But let's say it went skyrocketed 10x. It went up 10 times. Says the price, I just give you 100 bucks. Why? I don't understand. It should be the same thing. The answer is the case is why did it go up 10x? It wasn't just because the market went up 10x. It's because I fed it. And I gave it wine and I massaged it. I put in the time. The reason why you don't get 10x is because the I'm getting reimbursed for the for the sort of the effort that I did. So if it would have just gone up 10x just based on pure market value, you would get it. The cases where the, the price that went up was directly due to my actions. Therefore, you don't get it. That's the Gemara says. What if the guy starves the bit in the animal? Oh, so then, but you're right. Then, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if you hurt the animal. I don't, I don't know. It's a good point. I don't know. Is it the same? Is the because is Kesef the same because of inflation? Like if someone owes no. you, you get plus interest plus according to the No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because it does fluctuate. No, it fluctuates, but I, I I don't know. I don't know if this is applicable to other cases. I'm not sure. So the Gemara says, oh, so you're telling me the case where it went de- it went up in value. The reason why you don't get it is because it didn't go up just because of market value. It went up directly due to his actions. So let me ask you a question. In the first part of the Brisa, where instead of the damager going up or going down, the victim went up or down. What was the chiddush of the first case? The chiddush of the first case, I my animal's $200, it did $50 worth of damage, and then it skyrocketed to 10x, I still have to pay 50 bucks, right? That was the point of the first case. Again, not the, the damager going up or down, the victim. So I did $50 worth of damage, and by the time I get to court, the market value is 10 times x. What's the halacha? You still have to pay. You still did damage. Now, if you're telling me the reason why it went up or down 
was directly due to the owner's actions. That means the first case, it didn't just go up 10x by the market. The owner made it go up 10x. So, and what's the chiddush? I still have to pay. Yeah, you have to pay. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, I, I understand. If you're telling me the case is that, that the owner's actions, it wasn't just market value, the owner's actions. See, what's the chiddush of the first case? The chiddush of the first case is I did $50 worth of damage, but by the time it comes to Bezdin, the animal is, is worth 10x. And, and the chiddush is I still have to pay. Well, how did it go up 10x? Because the owner was a good owner and fed it and took care of it and, and rehabilitated it. So now that's a chiddush to me. It doesn't make it. Meaning, if you're telling me it's a bigger chiddush in the first case, if the market just naturally went up, but if you're telling me now that what caused it to go up or down was due to the owner's interactions, the first case is not as much of a chiddush. So the gemara is just going to basically say the first part of the brisa could either be going up because of the owner's actions or because of the market value. The end of the brisa it had to be where it went up specifically due to the owner's actions. Because if it went up due to the market value, Rav Akiva would actually say you get a percentage of it. The Gemara says, The first part of the Brisa could be explained whether it went up due to the owner's actions or whether it went up on a market value. And the Chiddush of the first part is that you still have to pay regardless because you still did a damage. But the end of the brisa has to be where the animal's owner caused, uh, the, the owner of the damager caused it to go up in value. Because if not, it wouldn't make any sense. Now, one last point before we go to a new topic. We said in the second case of the brisa, my animal did $50 worth of damage. And then by the time it goes to court, the animal is now worth $100 less. So $200 animal, I hit it, the animal hit it. 150. But by the time it goes to court, it's worth 50 bucks. I have to pay for $150 worth of damage. But why? I thought you'd just go by the... So I said the cases where it got... It, it kept on going down because of that original hit, that original clap. So the Gemara speaks this out. Well, why is the animal's value uh, dropping so much? Now, it could be because it's being overworked. Now, if it's being overworked, I shouldn't have to pay. Again, the case is, my animal did $50 worth of damage, but by the time it comes to court, it's worth $150 less. So why did it keep on dropping precipitously? If it's because, one reason is because the owner just drove it into the ground. I should not have to pay for the owner being a bad owner. So the Gemara says, if the reason why it kept on dropping is because the owner is not treating it nicely and the owner is beating it and not feeding it, so I could say, you're treating it poorly and I, have to pay. I don't have to pay for that. Why should I have to pay for that? I'll pay for what I did, not what you did. The answer is, the case is that original blow, meaning my animal gored it, which caused an original drop of 50 bucks. But that caused the animal to have a broken leg. And then the animal's not eating as much. And now the animal's weaker. And now it's dropping, dropping, dropping. But all of those drops can be attributed to my clop, to my hitting it. So because of that, we consider it sort of like a long attack. And therefore, I have to pay for all of it. Because it's sort of like we say, the ox, your ox's horn is still dug in my animal. Meaning, it's still feeling... The 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 drop the fallout from that attack. Okay, one sugya done. Let's keep going. We're doing great. Mishnah to Mishnah, and then we're fine. Mishnah to Mishnah, and then we're fine. Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Let me explain outside, and then we'll see it inside. Rav Meir has a very classic way of reading 
how you pay for chatsi nezek. The Torah says you split the animal, meaning, very simple, you figure out the damage, I pay half. Fine. The problem is there's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, let me read you the Pasuk and you'll see Rav Yehuda's issue. The Pasuk says, V'chiyig of shar ish One animal killed the other animal. Umachra is shar hachai. So you sell the damaging animal to pay. V'chotzu is kaspoi. You split the you split the 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 the, the amount. So far so good. V'gam es ames yechatsun. And you also split the victim's carcass. So here's the deal. If my animal's worth $200, and your animal was $200, and it kills it. And now it's worth zero. So, very simple, says Rav Meir. That's what the Pusik is referring to. I did $200 worth of damage. You get 100 bucks. So you sell my animal, and you get half of it. So far, so good. The problem is, then you're not splitting the carcass. Again, you're just splitting the damager. You're not splitting the damage. The Pusik describes splitting of both. So you know what Rav Yehuda says the case of the Pusik is? Again, in that case, it's 100 bucks. I gave you 100 bucks. Very simple. Did $200 worth of damage. The carcass, the victim is worth zero. I give you 100 bucks. Simple. Rabbi Yudha says, no, that's not what the Pasuk... Rabbi Yudha says, that's true. That's a true halacha, but that's not what the Pasuk is referring to. Because the Pasuk refers to that there's a splitting of both the victim and the aggressor. So here's the case. $200 with a $200 animal. Gavin's animals are 200 bucks. My animal kills his animal. The carcass is worth 50 bucks. So how much, how much damage did I do? I did $150 worth of damage, 200 to 50. I should split that, 75 bucks. I should just give you 75 bucks. No. The Pasuk says you split the aggressor, 75 bucks. Then you take the carcass. The $50 carcass we sell, I get half of that. So 75 to you, I get 25 I give you now 25 for the carcass. I got to pay for it. So I give you $100. So it's the same 100 bucks. It's just that instead of me giving you 75, it, instead of just me paying for the damage of 75 bucks, I get 50% of the carcass. And then I pay you for that and I pay you for the damage. So I give you $100. Does this sort of make sense? It's, it's complicated. But basically, Rabbi Yehuda believes that that's what the Pasuk is referring to, as opposed to saying the cases where the carcass is worth zero, and I did $200 worth of damage, I just give 100 bucks. The cases where the carcass is worth 50, I did $150 worth of damage, so I should just pay 75. And that's what a mayor says you do, you just pay 75. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, take the carcass of the animal, the victim, sell it. Split it in half, sell it. 25 25. I give you now 75 for the damage, and I pay you for the carcass, 25, I give you 100 bucks. That's, that's the point. Now, the Gemara is going to ask a very obvious question, which is like, what's the difference? <laughs> Meaning, I did $150 worth of damage. You have a $50 carcass, because my animal killed it. I could pay you $75, or you could sell the you could split the carcass with me so instead of $50 carcass you have a $25 carcass i have $25 and then i pay you for the victim for the damage and for the carcass i give you 100 bucks what's the difference at the end of the day at the end of the day i'm paying 75 for the damage is enough gamina whether i'm also buying a half a carcass from you so basically in other words if you who looks at it as you pay for that half the damage and you buy half the carcass What's the what's the difference in practicality considering the fact that at the end of the day you're going to walk away with the same amount of money? It'll just be a different uh, uh, form of it. But you could be walking with the same amount of money.
Let's see it inside. The Mishnah says, says Rameir, what's the classic case of Chatzinezek? Shar Shava Masayim. Shenogach Shar Shava Masayim. You have a $200 animal that killed another $200 animal. And the carcass of the victim is worth zero. So I did a complete $200 damage. And there's no, there's nothing to sort of salvage. Rav Meir says, For that you pay chatzinezek. Very simple. Rav Yehuda says, What you're saying is actually correct. That is a true halacha. You would pay half the damage, which is $100. But says Rav Yehuda, but that's not what the Pasuk is referring to. Because because you fulfilled half the Pasuk of paying for half of the damage, but but the Pasuk ends off that you split the carcass. Over here, you're not splitting the carcass. Therefore, I think the Pasuk is referring to a separate case. What is the Pasuk referring to? Says Rabbi Yehuda, I think the case is as follows. The animal is worth 200. That killed another animal worth 200. But the carcass is worth 50 bucks. So I did $150 worth of damage. So you'll say, okay, pay $75, pay half that. No, no, no. What you do is you first sell the carcass, half the carcass to me. That's 25 bucks. So now I pay 75 for the damage plus 25 for half the carcass, and I give you $100. He says, so I give you 75 and then 25 for half the carcass. You get 75 and you keep half the carcass. That's the case. So instead of it being $100 worth of damage, it's 75 and then 25 for the carcass. That's where Rabbi Yehuda believes is, a, uh, is what the Pasuk is referring to. Now, again, we're going to have to ask in a moment, what is the practical difference? Says the Gemara, Tan Rabbanon. The Bryce just speaks to the heads again. You have a $200 animal that killed another $200 animal. And the carcass is worth 50 bucks. He did $150 worth of damage. says, instead of me giving $75 worth of damage, which is half the damage, I actually have to buy half the carcass for 25 bucks. Then I give you $100. $75 for damage, $25 for the carcass. That's our view. The Rameir says, why am I doing this? Just, if he did $150 worth of damage, and give 75 bucks. Why do I have to buy half the carcass? Just give 75 bucks. Easy. Says Rabbi Meir, That's not what the Torah is telling you to do. The case of the Pasuk is very simple. You have a $200 animal that killed another $200 animal. The animal is now worth zero. Give him half, half the damage. And what does the Pasuk mean that you split the carcass? What it means is that the person, the victim, will lose half the value of his animal. You don't actually have to buy a carcass. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, so here's the question. According to our mayor, it's very simple. Animal did $150 worth of damage. You just pay half of it. 75 bucks. <coughs> very simple. It's very clean. Mayor, it's a very clean transaction. Pay half of it. Review this says, here's what you do. You pay half of it, okay? <coughs> then you buy half the carcass for 25. So he gets 100 bucks. He's like, yeah, but, you, but it's 75 for the damage, and then you buy half the carcass. So it's the, same, it's the same thing. You're walking away with the same amount of money, right? At the end of the day, you're walking away with the same amount of money. Congress goes up in that. Oh, 
So the Gemara says, Michti, Bein Rameir, Bein Rav Yehuda, Hai Meya Ve'esim Chamisha Shokel. Hai Meya Ve'esim Chamisha Shokel. My Benayu. What is the difference? Again, you have these one case, two different halachas. Two hundred dollar animal kills another two hundred dollar animal, and now the value of the carcass is fifty bucks. So Gavin's carcass is now worth Anil's carcass is worth fifty bucks. Rameir says, pay for half the damage. That's seventy five dollars. I give you seventy five dollars cash. You walk away with the transaction with a fifty dollar carcass and seventy five dollars cash. What is that valued at? One hundred and twenty five dollars. In the split up of fifty dollar carcass, seventy five dollars cash. Rameir is like nah, nah. Rameir is like nah, 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 I don't like that. Here's what you do: give seventy five dollars cash. Then sell half the carcass to the damager and he'll pay you 25. So I'm giving, so you walk away, instead of $125, you walk away with $125, but $25 carcass and $100 cash. Okay. <laughs> it's the same exact amount. You're just walking away with a different split up. According to our mayor, the carcass is not counted. So you just pay $75. So you have your $50 carcass, not part of the cheshman. You get your $75 cash, $125. According to Rav Yehuda, you sell the carcass, half the carcass to me. So you only get half the carcass. So you get $25 with carcass. And then I pay you $100, bucks, 75 for the damage, 25 for the carcass. $125. Exact same thing. What's the difference? Says the Gemara, Amarava, your point. What if the value of the carcass drops? Meaning, my animal, $200 animal, kills your $200 animal, and the animal is worth, at, at the time of the attack, the carcass is worth 20, 50 bucks. So again, according to our mayor, $75. Boom. According to our Yehuda, split the carcass and then give the damage. Same amount of money. What if by the time we get to court, the carcass is no longer 50 bucks, it's 25 bucks? So now, according to a mayor, you'll still give $75 because the carcass was never on the table. But according to a Yehuda, you got to split the carcass. So now, I have to give you, I get $12.50, and then I give you another 70 and then I give you, so you make 200 minus 25, so it's 175 half of that, and then half the carcass. Meaning, according to a Yehuda, the, the amount of money you're paying is going to go up. Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, it doesn't just stop by the carcass. You actually have to sell half the carcass, and then you give the amount that it was worth to two hundred dollars. That's the why it's important according to Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, so according to Rabbi Meir, if the animal is worth two hundred dollars, and you kill the animal, and the carcass is worth fifty bucks, according to Rabbi Meir, you just pay half the value. Of the not not the carcass, the carcass is out. It's one hundred fifty dollars damage. Boom, seventy five. Done. End of discussion. But according to Rav Yehuda, the carcass is still in play, which means you have a two hundred dollar. You did one hundred fifty dollars worth of damage. You split the carcass, but let's say the carcass instead of fifty bucks went down to ten dollars. So now I I buy half the carcass, five bucks, and now I have to make up. It was a ten dollar carcass. I, I did $190 worth of damage. Meaning, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the value of the damage keeps going as the carcass goes down because the transaction is not done yet. That's the point. That's the chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda. Now, here's the so issue. The same, exactly. You get the same value, but, way, but only if the value stays the same. But once right. the carcass starts dropping... I need to give more money. Exactly. That's the point. Meaning Gavin made it very, he simplified it very nicely. According to a mayor, it's just the damage. But according to Yehuda, 
You have to make sure that all $200 are taken care of. It's just partial carcass, partial cash. Price of carcass drops, more cash. Now here's the issue with this. Think about this. This is a little bit of a riddle. This is a, it's not a riddle, but this is a rare case where you're going to be paying more as a tom than as a muid. Because think about it. Muid, we don't care about the carcass, right? Muid means you pay 100%. But let's say my animal is a muid. $200 animal, kills your animal, carcass is worth 50 bucks. How much do I owe you? 150 What if the carcass keeps dropping, keeps dropping? doesn't matter. But Tom, carcass keeps dropping, keeps dropping. I now have to give more cash, more cash, more cash. Now, th that's crazy. You're telling me that that's a case where Tom is going to be more strict in payment than a muid. Yeah, but my point is, keep going. I, I, instead of a, a $200 Tesla, I, I killed a... A ten, I killed. You understand? I you can have a case where I killed a hundred thousand dollar cow. The carcasses were fifty k. So if it's a muid, I'm paying fifty k. If it's a tom, it's twenty five thousand. But then the carcass keeps dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. By the time I go to court, it's worth zero. So now I'm paying a lot more than you understand what I'm saying. Even if the amounts don't equal up being the same. I'm being more strict in the payment of a tam than I am in a muid. That's very strange. Because a muid, we don't care about the carcass. The carcass is irrelevant. You go by the value of the damage. But now you're telling me by a tam, we keep the value of the carcass in play. And if the carcass value drops, i got to give more cash. So that means that we're more strict with the tam than a muid? That's, that's not sensical. I understand that, but the, but the, but, but the, 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 the payment process, we're being tougher with a tam than with a muid. That doesn't make any sense. Like a muid, I don't care that the novella drops. That's on you. But a tam, you got to reimburse him. It's like the whole point of a tam is chatzinezek. So the Gemara says, Wait, wait, according to now this, go to the next page. According to Yehuda, tam chomer memuid. This is a case where a tam is more severe than a muid. Again, not in result, but in ideology. <laughs> Meaning, you understand, in the process, a tam is more severe. Because a muid... Well, you just pay for the damage. You don't worry about the carcass. But by a time, I got to now worry about the depreciation of the carcass, according to our view. And I got to give more cash as the day goes on, which a muid I wouldn't have to do. A muid is set. That's ridiculous. And the Gemara says, we don't find this. And now we're going to prove that Revuta does not believe that a Tom could be more, of, that you could be stricter with a Tom than a Mu'ud. We don't believe in that. Now, there is one case where we actually are stricter with a Tom than a Mu'ud, and that is the level of guarding necessary. But that's not for now. The Gemara says, And maybe you'll say, well, Rabbi Yehud is comfortable with us being tougher with a tam than a mood. Not true. Now, where do we find such a precedent that we are tough with a tam more than a mood? Regarding the level of Shmira, but it's not for now. There is a case where I was Shomer, a regular Shmira, and the animal broke out. If it was a mood, I'm Potter, but if it's a tam, I'm Chayv. That is a case where a tam is stricter. But says the Gemara, no good. That's only true regarding levels of guarding, level of shmirah. But when it comes to payment, we never have a scenario where I am tougher with a tam for payment than muad. So back to the question. We said that Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda disagree as to how to split up the payment methods. And we said, what's the difference? At the end of the day, they're both getting the same amount of money. You're both walking away with $125 cash. Rav Meir, it's pure for the damage. Rav Yehuda, it's half damage, half carcass. So we said, what's the difference? So we said, well, the difference is, if the value of the carcass drops, Rav Meir, you're going to have to add cash. The problem is, no way. No way Rav Yehuda would say that. The Gemara says, 
Vatanya, Rav Yudah says not like that. Rav Yudah, Oimer, Rav Yudah says like this. Yochel shor shavamana, shenogach shor shavamana, shavachamesh sloim, vaneve yofa sela. Rav Yudah proves that we're never going to be um, tougher with a tam or, or more outlandish with a tam. He says like this. We're saying right now with a tam, there's like a concept that you actually not only get half the damages, potentially get half of the aggressor. Right, split it, split the carcass, which is the victim, and split the chai, split the aggressor. Now, what that generally means is you just pay half of the damage. But if you actually look at the literal pasuk, that means you take all the things involved and split it. Here's the problem. Review this says: Let's say you have the following case: you have an ox with a hundred zuz, hundred bucks. Okay, it gores an ox worth twenty bucks, and the value of the ox after the damage is four bucks. So it did $16 worth of damage. The $100 ox did $16 worth of damage. So how much should the aggressor pay? Half of 16, which is eight. If you split it, do you know what happens? The victim gets half of that, gets half of a $100 ox, which is 50 bucks. So instead of $8, it gets $58. Does that make sense? Meaning, if you look at the literal Pasuk, this is Rabbi Yehuda talking, if you look at the literal Pasuk, the Pasuk says, instead of saying, the Pasuk never says, give me half damages. It says, split the victim, split the aggressor. So says Rabbi Yehuda, that does not mean literal, split it. Why? Here's the deal. If a Buick Century from 2003 with $2,500 destroys a Buick Century from 2003 with $2,500, so you know what you do? Let's say the carcass of the victim is worth zero. So what you do is you split them both, meaning you take my car with $2,500, I pay half damages, which is $1,250, split in half, $1,250. But let's say a Tesla worth $100,000 destroys a 2003 Buick Century doing $2,500 worth of damage. Says Rav Yehuda, if you actually go by that formula, instead of giving me half damages, you split the aggressor. You know what I get? I get 50K. Does that make sense? No. Says Rav Yehuda, then Rav Yehuda says, Zenay dilchatsi achai v'chatsi ameis, Zenay dilchatsi achai v'chatsi ameis, Amrit v'chimuud lami yoytza. Says, oh, Rav Yehuda says, that, that can't be. Why can't that be? Again, a $100,000 Tesla destroyed a $2,500 Buick Century. So what should the Tesla pay? Half of the $2,500. But the Pusik says, split the living animal, meaning split the aggressor. So it says to you, if you actually go by the literal Pusik, that would mean that I take a $100,000 Tesla and we split it. And then we also split the damages. So I'll walk away with 51250 50, You'll walk away with 51250 Great. Does that make sense? It says of you that, heck no. You want to know why? My Tesla did $2,500 worth of damages. If my Tesla was a Muid, how much would it pay? $2,500. And if it's a Tom, how much am I paying? $51,250. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely not. We do not treat a Muid less severe than a Tom. So says Rabbi Yehuda, Is a Muid supposed to be stricter or less strict? What do you see from this? You see from this point, besides for the point that Reviewed is making, which is that you don't just literally split the baby all the time, you see that a mood always has to be more severe. So go back to our discussion. Our question was, what is the difference between Reviewed and Rameyer, whether you split the payment or you split the carcass and split the payment? So we said, if the depreciation of the carcass, you'll have to give more money. 
That means that a tam will have to pay at a, at a value, at a rate that is higher than a mud. No way. No way. And Ravid doesn't believe in that. No way. Because of this proof. You see from this price, Ravid is not a believer of that methodology. So says the Gemara, okay, good point. Good point. Change it. Elam Rav Yochanan, Shvach Nevela Ikebinayu. Mar Savar Denizakava, Umar Savar Palga. Okay, very simple. $200 animal killed another $200 animal. Carcass is worth 50 bucks. According to Rav Yehuda, Mayor, stop right there. I give $75. According to Rav Yehuda, what if by the time I go to court, the value of the carcass went up to 100 bucks? I don't have to pay 75, I pay 50. That's the point. Meaning, according to Rabbi Yehuda, because you split the carcass, if the value of the carcass went up, I can then less money, more carcass money, less damage money. Okay. So I give you... One way. Huh? Only one way. Correct. Meaning, so we sell the carcass, you get half of that. The carcass value went up just by God. That's just market value. I lucked out. So this is a case where I pay, again, it's like Gavin said, a very, he said it very beautifully. I make sure to make up the $200 both in carcass and money. So we thought if the carcass drops, you give more money. No way, because that's, that's not fair. The answer is, okay, if the carcass goes up, less money. Okay. Here's what I think I'm going to do. Because it is 820, I'm going to get to the Mishnah, and then we'll stop. Because I don't think I can get past the Mishnah today. So the Gemara says, okay, so far so good. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, we're actually lenient with the Tom, that if the value of the carcass went up, you don't have to give as much money. You can give less damage money. Oh, perfect. By the way, that's the conclusion. That's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. And now it makes sense. Behind the Kakashi Rabbi Yehuda. Now that we know this statement that Rabbi Yehuda, again, Rabbi Yehuda is not a believer that a Tom should ever be treated worse than a Mu'ad. But now we're saying a Tom is actually treated way better than a Mu'ad. It's actually consistent because he's saying that I don't have to pay as much money if the value of the carcass goes up. I could sell that carcass. You'll keep that money and I give you less damage money, right? Conceptually. Now that we know that, the following conversation makes perfect sense. Behind the Kakashale, the Rav Yehuda, now that we know that Rav Yehuda was actually chill and being maskim, that the carcass going up makes it better for the Tom, now we understand the following conversation Rav Yehuda once had. Rav Yehuda said the following thought. Rav Yehuda said, now that we know that the Torah, again, I'm going to plug in this information that we have. Now that we know that the Torah is not only lenient with the Tom, the Torah is actually very lenient with the damager. Because if you think about it, Again, my animal, $200, kills your animal, $200. It's worth 50 bucks. I should have to pay $75 worth of damage. By, yeah? Killing the animal is a carcass. No, no, no. I'm saying my animal killed your animal. The value of the carcass is 50 bucks. But I did $150 worth of damage. According to our mayor, I give 75 bucks. Huh? No, animal and animal. It's not kofar. Animal and animal. So, mayor, I pay 75 bucks. Rav Yudha says... No, we do half damage but half carcass. By the time I go to court, the value of your carcass is no longer 50 bucks, it's 100 bucks. So here's what we do. You get $50 from the carcass, and then instead of paying $75, I only have to pay, I pay 25 from the extra money you just made from the carcass, plus 50 bucks. I only give you 50 bucks. So we're actually more lenient with the mazik. So says Rav Yehuda, now we make a lot of sense. Rav Yehuda said, now that I know that we're lenient with the mazik, how far you want to go with this? Let's say you have an animal worth 20 bucks. That gore is an animal worth 100 bucks. And the carcass is worth 50 bucks. Okay. So 
instead of a Tesla destroying a Buick Century, let's go the opposite. A Buick Century destroys a Tesla. Okay? So $2,500 car destroys a $100,000 car. Now the value after the damages of the victim is 50000 So it says our view that, well, the Pusik says split it, right? Splitting the carcass always helps, but now splitting the carcass, you know what that means? I started with a $2,500 car, and after the car accident, I get half of a $50,000 car. So that's pretty sweet. So I walk away. So says our Yehuda, did we actually do that? And where, where's his question coming from? His question is coming from the following thought. Now that you're telling me that when the price of the carcass goes up, we're lenient with the mazik, how far you want to go with this? Meaning, you understand, Rabbi Huda had a question, and that is, the Pesach says split both. You split the carcass of the victim, and you split the aggressor. Well, what if the carcass of the victim is worth 10 times the aggressor? And how could that be? My car, worth $2,500, bangs into a Tesla. It was worth $100,000. After the attack, it's worth $50,000. You know what? I'd take that split. I'd still take that split, because I start off with a $2,500 car, and I get half of a $50,000 carcass. So says Rav Yudah, do we actually do that? Says the Gemara, Amrit, no. Heichan matzinu mazik nischar. Where do we find that the damager should make money? I'm making money on this car accident. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going. Because this point is, if you just split the aggressor and the victim, so yeah, sometimes it works out, but like sometimes the, the aggressor can make a lot of money. Because if he hit, starts hitting, he hits like more valuable cars. Void, another proof that we don't have it that, that I get half the Tesla. Shalim Yishalim. I pay. I pay, I don't make money. So first of all, where do we find that an aggressor will make money? And second of all, the Pasuk says pay and don't take. So says the Gemara, why do I need a second uh, source? It's both saying the same thing. I'll tell you what. What if the following case? I have an ox worth 20 bucks, that gore is an ox worth 20 bucks, and the carcass is goes up in value. Meaning, the reason why the issue, again, the Gemara wanted to know, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if my car, if you're splitting everything, then I can make money. Mm-hmm. Right? $2,500 car bangs your Tesla worth 100000 your Tesla after the attack is worth 50000 If you split it, that means I get 25 k So it says, if you do no good. Why? Two reasons. First of all, we don't find that the Mazik should be making money off an attack. And second of all, the Pusik says, no good. So why do I need both? The answer is because the first Svara alone of where do we find the Mazik making money, um, maybe that's only true. Maybe we, we're against it, like hashkafically making the Mazik make money if the victim is losing. What if they're both making money? Meaning, what if the value of Buick Centuries after attacks skyrockets to 100K. So you're making money on it also. We're both making money. Yay. Kamash no. the Pasuk says, V'oymer shalim yishalim. Meaning, the reason why you need both is because one is to tell you hashkafically we're against it, but then the Gemara says, but what if there's a scenario where both the victim and the aggressor are making money? Because the price... I made money because the Tesla's way more valuable than my Buick at the time of the attack. And then you're making money because my Buick of my, my Buick is way worth way more money by the time of Besden than your Tesla. In which case, you split them both. We started with $100,000, $100, 100, 
$102,500 values between the two cars. After the attack, you could be walking away with a $250,000 value if our price of both of them skyrocket. Kamash Malan, no, you are not making money on this. Fine. But this entire concept only works with Rav Yehuda's thought process, which is because if the carcass goes up, I have to give less money. So you see the Torah is helping the mazik. So you might think that the mazik should make money in the case of a Tesla. Kamash Malan, no. Now, just to end this discussion... Just to end the discussion. The capping. Correct, words, correct. The Pasuk is capping it. Stopping. Correct. Now the Gemara just says, Amr le'rev acha bar tachli for the rabbi. Just to end this discussion. Im kein matzin le'rev yehuda tam meshalem yoyse mechatzi nezek. The Gemara says, I understand that the, the tam, the tam is not going to make double the amount, but isn't the tam going to be making more than 50% according to Rabbi Yehuda? If the price of the carcass, if you split the price of the carcass as well, then isn't the victim going to sometimes make more than 50%? Because if the price of the carcass keeps on going up, keeps on going up, keeps on going up, and I, I then pay the half of the damages plus that, are you not going to make more money? The Gemara says, let's say, uh, I'll just give you an example. Article gives an example. If an ox worth 50 zuz, Gordon ox worth 40 zuz, and the carcass is worth 20 zuz. So I did 20 zuz worth of damage. So I should have to pay half of that, which is 10. Okay? If the parties divide the live ox and the dead one, each party will receive 35 zuz. Meaning, according to Rav Yudah, the Gemara is just having an overall question. Rav Meir is very simple. You take the damage, split it in half. So Rav Yudah says, no, you don't. You, 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 you split half the damage, but half the carcass, and if the carcass goes up, then I have to give less. But aren't there going to be scenarios where the values, again, Tesla and Buick Century, where you're making more than half? Again, if the value of, if you're splitting both the living animal and the dead animal, if my Buick Century, if if my Buick Century hits, if my Tesla hits your Buick Century, you get half my animal. Aren't you going to make a lot more? You're going to make more than fifty percent. So I understand you can't make hundred percent, but aren't you going to be make more than fifty? The plus success fifty, you should get fifty. You're going to make more than fifty percent of your damages. By definition, if all the values equal up, then you'll make fifty percent. But if if my Tesla worth fifty thousand dollars breaks your Buick Century worth $2,500, I should pay $1,200 worth of damage. But if you're telling me now that you also get half my animal, half my Tesla, I'll, you'll be making $25,125. So we said before there's a Pasuk that says you, that we're, not, we're not into that. But the Gemara says, but that was only like, say, if it's making 100%. What if it's making 75% more? Meaning, in other words... In this scenario, do you also split it as well? So the Gemara says no. The Gemara says, In such a scenario, you go with Rav Meir's calculation. Meaning, Rav Meir's calculation of you just you take the damage and you split it in half, that's what we do in this scenario. In the scenario where the values of the victim and the aggressors are so off that if you were to split both, the victim would be making more than 50% you go with Rav Meir's calculation. You don't split the carcasses. You don't do that. You just do 50% of the damages. Meaning, if if we can make it work, we'll make it work. If it's not going to work, we stop it. We go to Rav Meir. So sort of throw most of the things that we've been talking about. The Gemara says, Minole, how do I know this? Because the Pasa says, split the dead one, which means you should get 50%. I thought you were supposed to get half of the carcass, and even if that's more, Vegam tells you that both, which is that there are scenarios where you're going to split the carcass and split the living animal, and there are going to be times where you don't. 
When do you not? If splitting the animals, if the values are so off that splitting the carcass and the animal makes it, that the victim is making more than 50%, we are not going to do it. The only time Rav Yehuda will do it is if the values are equal enough that the carcass can make it, that the victim doesn't have to pay as much. Meaning, in other words, just to end with this, 30 seconds. Rav Yehuda is only comfortable with splitting the carcass if it helps the aggressor. Meaning, instead of $75 worth of damage, the value of the carcass went up 25 bucks. Fine, I'll pay 50, you'll keep half the carcass. But if the values are so off that it's a Tesla and a Buick Century, where splitting both means you're making you're making 10 times X, we're, we're not doing that. Even if it means you're making 75, we're not doing that. That he agrees with Rev Mayer. It's a much more limited machlaikas in scope. I will right, we'll stop here. Answers by a future. Yeah.